This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Blue Wire. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open! James Young! I only play the slots because you know what they say scared money don't make money and I got scared money Rodgers to the end zone caught for the touchdown James Jones John Gruden has not coached since 2008 so what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level you know and it's just Cali swag Hope you are staying safe. You are listening to Keeping It 300, brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at betonline.ag. I'm Fallon Smith with my guy, James Jones. It's a weird and scary time right now, JJ. It is. With this, you know, global health crisis, the coronavirus going around. Have you been staying inside? I have been staying inside. Psych? No, man. I've been outside. Me and the kids been training. I've been all over the place, man. You know, I'm 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 not one of them ones that's saying it's not that serious and all that because I do believe it's that serious. I'm just when I do go outside, I take my hand sanitizer and all that. I tell the kids don't hit the ground, don't fall on the ground. We're washing our hands, hand sanitizing our hands 24-7. But man, I cannot keep an eight and a six-year-old in the house without beating them yeah, so yeah, I gotta, so without you going crazy yeah so i got it so i gotta go outside but no this is yeah this is this is crazy right now and everybody's off work and everybody's doing all that stuff but no fallon still has me coming on doing the podcast and all because that guess what stuff. you're you know confined what we're not going uh, to spread germs this way i hear what you're saying <laughs> raider nation wants to hear from you jj god you like really hate this podcast guys actually let's just say he doesn't hate this podcast because he does it i don't want to say that and scare our fans away but um as you know my husband you know coaches in the sec so Uh, we had a first round bye in the sec tournament our first game was supposed to be thursday we fly to nashville on tuesday uh the sec actually had two games going on wednesday right with fans and everything we get word no fans allowed in the tournament going forward right only family so i'm like all right this is going to be real weird but But I'm ready for my close-up because, you know, yeah. I'm going to be the loudest <laughs> person in that empty arena. That's what I'm thinking, <laughs> right? So yeah. later that night, it was Wednesday night, the NBA suspended their season. And then Thursday morning, I'm out there getting my nails done because I actually broke a nail. I was like, I can't be on TV looking crazy. So I'm getting my nails done with the head coach's wife. Um, and then we get a text literally while we're getting our nails done. And it said, tournament canceled. Head back to the hotel. I was like... Are you serious? So I was super bummed, but I understand, you know, safety comes first. I was just bummed because we have this one senior. I was really bummed for our one senior. And James, the reality is the NBA, 
forced our hand. You know, if the NBA uh, didn't suspend their season, we would have played. I'm sure the yeah. NCAA tournament would have still went on without fans. But yeah. honestly, this was the best decision for the safety of players, coaches, families, fans, etc. Yeah. March Madness, it's, a, it's one of my favorite times of the year. I know for you it is as well, right? Absolutely, man. I think for everybody it is. I mean, everybody looks forward to this. And, and that's the that's the crazy part about it, because as much as I look forward to it, I'm not even training, putting my heart and soul into it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just feel extremely bad for these players, these, especially these seniors and especially on the girl side, because you, we all know the boys side of it. of the guys in there is one and done, two years and done, you know. But on the female side, it's you come to school to win national championships if you if you want to play if you're playing basketball. You come to school knowing that you're gonna stay four years and try to win as many as you can or try to make it to the tournament as much as you can. And then to just be one of those women who is a senior and it could have been your first time ever making the tournament. And now the tournament is canceled and you don't even get to set out your dream or be able to play in the tournament. That 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 hurts. That hurts and I and it hurts my heart for them because I know how hard they worked and all the time they put into it and you don't even get an opportunity to play in the tournament that sucks but like you said for before safety first the health of the players and the health of people is is all that matters because i'm sure none of them want to get sick with this thing and mess around and be you know severely hurt or injured and you know over a basketball game well the thing that is crazy is that in 2020, when we look back, 2020 is not going to have a national champion. Yeah. Like, that's crazy when I look back at 2020. There's a vacancy right there as uh, as far as the national champion goes. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are being affected by this, not just those who are sick, but hourly workers. You have people losing their jobs. How are they going to freaking pay for, you know, their rent, their mortgage, bills? Host cities liter- literally losing millions of dollars from tourist revenue that's supposed to be coming in. Just everybody, sports books in a financial crisis. I mean, this is affecting so many people. Even our sponsors, you know, betonline.ag. Luckily, you know, they still have blackjack and poker, etc. that you can bet on. So make sure you go over to betonline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Just had to plug that in. But for them, I mean, seriously, try to support them if you can. Because there's no NBA to bet on, no March Madness to bet on, no NHL to bet on. The start of the Major League Baseball season has been push back, you know, for two weeks. And who knows if it's even going to start then. So there's just so many unknowns right now. And it's a really, really, really scary time. This will have a huge economic impact across the country, across the world. I'm just hoping, you know, we get this under control sooner rather than later. Well, the coronavirus has not stopped the NFL. (laughs) Business is still open for them, of course. But It has affected them in a few ways, and we have some breaking news just before we started this podcast. The NFL announced that the 2020 NFL draft player selection process will proceed on April 23rd through the 25th, and it will be televised. However, public draft events in Las Vegas have all been canceled, so that means no fans at the NFL draft. This is huge because, you know, fans have already bought tickets. They've already booked their hotels. It's just going to look completely different. Um, This is going to have a huge economic impact in Vegas. This was supposed to be a big revenue stream for the city of Las Vegas. Um, And Raiders owner Mark Davis released a statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it said in part, quote, health and safety has always been our top priority. So despite this being a major disappointment, this was the right decision. 
He went on to say, although Las Vegas has lost this chance to shine, there will be many more opportunities to show the world what Las Vegas is made of. And so, yes, James, although this is a bummer, it's the right thing to do. 100%. 100%. I mean, you got, especially the NFL, man, you got fans coming from all over the world, you know, to, to see these kids. You would hate, you would hate for these fans to come all over the world and we continue to get sick and people continue to get this disease and all that. You do, you do not want that. So very smart decision, right decision by the NFL. Safety first. To bring light to the situation, someone tweeted me, uh, <laughs> Roger Goodell will finally not be booed. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. <laughs> For the first time. It's like he found a way to not get booed on NFL Draft Day. You sound sick. Do you have a cold? Because now you're, you're really concerning me over here. I know, and it all started right when I just turned on this podcast, Shut man. Up. Just I just could not. I could not. <laughs> this is going to be the last time you roast me. I'm 29 weeks crazy. I can't take this no more from you. No, I'm all good, man. I, I think it's just my allergies. Like I said, I've been outside, so my eyes is itching and all that type of stuff. So it's not like crazy flu crazy. or anything. Um. All right. Well, the NFL draft news kind of sucks. I know a lot of people who are going to do live podcasting out there, et cetera. So I don't know what the limitations are when it comes to media coverage, because I'm sure some media members will still be available to go there. I wonder if like players are still going to be able to be there, but for sure, fans are not going to be able to be there. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's, it's a dream come true. So if they if I'm going to be a number one pick, top 10 pick, you know, and I still could walk up there on that stage and hold my jersey on, hold my jersey up, whether it's zero fans in the stands or not. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, for sure. You know, now if I'm in the bottom end where they like, hey, you're around, you know, 29 to 32 and I'm just going to stay at the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I, mess around, yeah. I mess around going to second round and so I just stay at the house. But if I'm top 10, yeah, I want to walk across that stage. I, I, I never did it for the fans and all that type of stuff. So my family will be there and, you know, we'll walk across that stage and, and hang them jerseys, hold them jerseys up. Limiting big crowds is obviously the number one priority. So some people say big crowds consist of 50 or more. Some say 250. So I don't know how many people will actually be at the draft, but this is going to be interesting, but it was definitely the right thing to do. Well, today the legal tampering window of free agency began. Um, Free agency is set to open Wednesday, 4 p.m. Eastern time when the new league year starts. Now teams have shut down, you know, their facilities and the coronavirus has made teams have to think about you know, ways to connect with free agents using FaceTime and Skype, etc. I mean, some of those teams... They've said, you know, shoot, we're just going to have to use private jets to fly out some of these big name free agents. And some teams are actually not happy about this altogether because they wanted to postpone the start of free agency. What are your thoughts on this? And does it really make a difference if a team visits with the player in person or not? Can you still get things done? You feel via a FaceTime? A phone conversation. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you could get things done. I mean, let's just let's just be honest. When you're signing a big time free agent, you're not bringing them in for a workout. True. <laughs> you know, but maybe so, they want to see the facilities. So, so what do you what do you really need to see? You know what I mean? I mean, but I think at the end of the day, you you as a player, you're picking the right situation for yourself. And money. You know, and money. You know, so. <laughs> Beyond the facilities, if they talk in the right money in the right situation, it, it doesn't matter about the facilities. So I don't really need to see all that. So I think you can get everything and anything you need to get done, you know, whether it's via Skype, telephone, whatever it is. I mean, shoot, 
if the money's right <laughs> and the situation is right, that's where I'm going. But I mean, I feel like if you could get it done over the phone or over Skype, I, I feel like it should not be postponed because then again, a lot of teams want to get this stuff done because the draft is coming. Yeah. So you don't want to postpone the postpone the free agency and all that after the draft because now you're going to draft players that you need and then it's going to hurt the guys in free agency. Okay, yeah, we needed a receiver, but we drafted two of them in, 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 in the draft. So now we don't I, need I get to- what you're saying. I don't think they meant, though, postponing it until after the draft. There's absolutely no way you do that because— because a lot of your draft strategy comes from what you do in free agency. I think they just meant postponing it a couple of weeks. But why? But it'll probably be the, probably be the same thing, though, right? I mean, it's... it's no, com- I, I agree. I agree. You can yeah. get things done via Skype. I was just wondering if you think that, you know, this coronavirus is having an effect on things like free agency. Because a, a lot of teams, a lot of owners are actually not happy with the start of free agency not being postponed. Yeah, I just... N- number one, I feel like you already know who you was going after before the free agency started. You know what I mean? Just because you got to talk to them via Skype or telephone or whatever doesn't doesn't change anything. You already know who you were going after. Now, some people may have a better better spill when they in front of each other. Some people may have a better spill on Skype. You know, so you better yeah. get your better get your Skype game up or whatever <laughs> whatever yeah. up and and be able to sell a person to come to your team. But no, I still think you have to get it done, man. Just to to get this out the way to know what your team is looking like before the draft and what you got to get. And what you plan on doing, because right now, I mean, as a football schedule, besides the draft, everything is pretty much on schedule. So you still got to make sure that you're doing the right thing to make your football team better. All right. Well, news will probably break um, as we are recording the podcast. But a few things have already come down. So I'm going to mention this. Um, A.J. Green, the Bengals have placed the franchise tag on wide receiver A.J. Green. Smart. I know, Yeah, and I know some Raider fans were interested in him, not me, but that was smart of them. Yeah, you like that that move, James? I, I definitely love that move because you, you know 100% that you're going to draft a quarterback. So oh, yeah. you want to have as many weapons as you possibly can around him. And Cincinnati Bengals franchise tagging. A.J. Green, so that means you have A.J. Green, you have Tyler Boyd, you have JoJo Mixon in the backfield. So, you know, that's some that's some key guys to build around, some playmakers to build around. So now you go on the draft, you get your quarterback, get some O-line, you know, and, you know, your offense is, you know, going in the right direction. Well, on the AFC West, Chiefs place franchise tag on D-tackle Chris Jones. Yeah. No surprise there. None at all. They had to figure out some way to keep him. None, none at all. They, they, they said this from the get go that listen, <laughs> if we can't find a way to get a deal done, he will get the franchise tag. Period. I mean, he's a special player. I mean, an unbelievable pass rusher from the D tackle position. You got to keep him as a passing league. You got to have guys in the interior to get after the passer. So, yes, he knew he was going to do that or get that. So that's not a surprise. Well, how about this? Your Packers have signed former Browns linebacker Christian Kirksey to a two-year, $16 million deal. Two-year 16? Yeah, two-year 16. And the Raiders were interested in him. But I'm glad that this happened for the Packers because I'm all in on Corey Littleton. So Raiders, go after him. Throw him the money. Show him the money. Not only that, not only Corey Littleton, now you got to really understand that Blake Blake Martinez Martinez is going to be out there. So whoever's going to get Blake Martinez is getting a good player as well, too. You think we can get him for cheap? Um... I, I think you could get him cheaper than Corey Littleton. I'm I'm all in on Corey, man. I'm all in on Corey. You know what I mean? 
To be honest with you, though, they're the same exact player. I think you have a bias because you're a Packer. Oh, I'm, I'm saying they're smaller linebackers. They're yeah. very fast. They can cover. And when you when you find a season to where Corey Littleton had more tackles than Blake Martinez, let me know. Okay, I need to look at that. You got me there because I haven't looked at their stats exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You let me know. Okay, you let for, me sure, know. for sure. For sure. And I'll come okay. on the podcast for five minutes just so you can tell the world <laughs> Blake and uh, Corey Littleton's stats, you know, yeah, because yeah. I'm for I wasn't sure. prepared for that one. I wasn't prepared for that uh, one. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm for sure Blake Martinez has more tackles than him every season. What about impact plays? That's the difference. You well, got ta- tackles for losses, I mean, forced fumbles, you got sacks. Uh, come on man, now. Man, I mean, add all them tackles up. He got more than them. Some all of them tackles right, anyway. for losses. Blake Martinez got interceptions, we, we too. Can't but, argue, but you can't I'm, argue when we don't have the stats what I'm, say, what I'm saying is the stats, either way you look at it, are going to be very, very similar. Like, they're, they're, the, they're the same player. They're okay. fast linebackers that can cover, you know. What I will say that I like about Blake Martinez is he ain't missed a game. Yeah, he's durable. That's the one thing. Yeah. Okay, so uh, another guy in the AFC West, Broncos placed franchise tag on safety Justin Simmons. His name was floating around there with the Raiders, but I'm glad that – well, I'm not actually glad because I wouldn't have minded, you know, adding the safety, but I was more – interested in a Chris Harris Jr. Um, Anyways, Josina Anderson, she just tweeted, I am told Dolphins, Jets, Raiders, Eagles are among teams that have discussed interest in free agent corner Byron Jones. We all know that, but (laughs) let's say from the outside looking in, clearly we would love for him to sign with the Raiders. Where is he a better fit? Dolphins, Jets, Raiders, Eagles. Dolphins, Jets, Raiders, Eagles. Oh, and by the way, Raider Nation, James actually has a throwback a throwback Raiders hat on right now. 100% Raiders. <laughs> um, I mean, if you're just looking at them teams, not even to be biased just because I got my Raiders hat on, but I mean, <laughs> it's the Raiders. I mean, if you want to go to a situation where you have an opportunity to win right now, I mean, it's the Raiders or the Eagles. We know the Dolphins and the Jets are, are miles away, you know. So right now you got the Raiders and the Eagles who, you know, are, are in position and built to win, you know. And if you look on the offensive, offensive side of the ball of the Raiders, I mean, shoot, they're set because you got to believe they're going in the draft to do what I said to get two, two wide receivers. And they're going to have a Ferrari on the offensive side of the ball. And you're a couple pieces away on the defensive side of the ball from competing for a championship. So, you know, I'm looking at that. Then I'm looking at, oh, shoot, where am I going to live? Vegas? Oh, my goodness. I could get a mansion for 500000 and I'm going to be making $20 a year? (laughs) Oh, yes. Here I come, (laughs) Las Vegas. You know, it's just just a smart decision. You know what I mean? As a player right now, the Raiders are in a very good situation. You have a lot of things to sell. You come to Las Vegas, you are going to be the first person to ever use your locker. You're going to be the first person. <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's like what you think of, but it's true. Yes, like everything's you're going to be the first new. person to ever take a shower in this building, sir. You know what yeah, I mean? Because by the yeah. time you get here, we're going to be starting off-season workouts. You're going to be the first one to ever lift up one of these weights in here, yeah. ever watch film in here. Like You have brand new state-of-the-art facilities in mm-hmm. here. It's super cheap in Las Vegas to live. Your family could come out here and have a time of their life. We got a brand new stadium. You know what I'm saying? We would love to put you on the side of that stadium sir and let the fans know that this is going to be a heck of a 2020 season man you know the Raiders yeah. need to get me in on these Skype interviews <laughs> I will sell these dudes to Las Vegas I'm telling you but no it just makes the most sense 
It makes the most sense. If you can get the money that you want, it's cheap to live there. You're going to be able to save a lot of money. You know, you got state-of-the-art facilities. It's brand spanking new, brand spanking new arena, big-time offense, big-time O-line, big-time receivers coming in, couple pieces on the defense, and you are one of those pieces. Hey, we're going to be competing for this championship. No doubt. You should get in on those Skype interviews. That would be huge. I think they can use you. Um, but anyways, okay. This is the time where I say, James just texted me and said he only has five minutes. So let's roll through this. <laughs> Everybody gave me crap after that podcast. All the, all the, you saw the tweets. People were saying yeah. how it was funny. Y'all were ganging up on me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's go through this real quick. I'm not even going to ask your comment. Um, so some quarterback news, some quarterback pieces falling into place. Cowboys place exclusive franchise tag on Dak Prescott. 100%. The Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to a two-year extension. Huh. Tom Brady is reportedly down to two teams, the Bucks and the Patriots. Hold on. Did you just, did your mouth just go wide open? Yeah, I didn't realize they was going to pay, give Kirk Cousins an extension. You didn't think that was going to happen? Mm-mm. Yeah, I don't know. I was kind of surprised as well. Wow. Oh, that's big time. They must they must really like him. <laughs> You're like, no and comment. Tom, Tom Brady's down to one team. He's not going to the Bucks. He's a I know. That's what I'm saying. When when Chris Sims came out with that, and they're friends, yeah. so I'm, yeah. I'm assuming it was kind of true. Obviously, well, Here's another reason why it's down to the two teams, but I don't see him ever going to the Bucks. No, no. But because over the weekend, Ryan Tannehill agreed to a four-year contract extension with the Titans worth $180 million with $62 million fully guaranteed, $91 million total guaranteed. That's an average of $29.5 million per year. So the Titans clearly were not interested in Tom Brady. They believe Tannehill is the future of their franchise. Yeah, they watch, they watch film like me. <laughs> Tom is Tom is one of the goats. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. But if you watched him play football last year, I know everybody want to say he didn't have the weapons and all that, but he was missing a lot of wide receivers. You turn on the film, it's a lot of people open. You know, and that's why I keep telling everybody, listen, if teams had what Tom Brady had, big time defense, giving them short fields, getting them the ball back, I mean, they would have probably did better than Tom did last year. But, you know, you can't argue against the GOAT. Because of what he accomplished. But I think these teams have watched film on Tom and was like, shoot, man, well, this dude is much younger and he's playing better than Tom. So as I refresh Twitter, Raiders interest in former Broncos corner Chris Harris Jr. is legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. So all this stuff is going to be exciting. Once I put this podcast up, there's going to be all this breaking news and I'm going to have to do another breaking news podcast. But that's okay. Let's go through this. All right. So this is really surprising and I feel disrespectful. The Titans placed a franchise tag on running back Derek Henry. Now, Raiders, offensive tackle, Trent Brown, he tweeted, The fact that the Titans put the tag on their workhorse, the man who put the team on his back week in and week out, and paid someone who was only there for half a season, really bothers me. (laughs) It does, and I'm sure it bothers everybody. I mean, and at the end of the day, we know it's a quarterback-driven league, but when you're winning games and you got to throw the ball eight to ten times, I mean, come on, man. Unfortunately, I think it has to do with position of value, and the running back position is just not as highly valued as the quarterback position. I, I, I understand that, but what I'm saying is is when you got a quarterback that's throwing the ball eight to ten times and a running back who's carried you all the way to the AFC Championship, yeah, right. and you franchise tag me, 
saying don't pay me. I mean, and knowing coming into the season again that it's not going to be on the quarterback's shoulders, it's going to be on my shoulders. Exactly. No, really, he's <laughs> the know, reason why yeah. they got as far as they did. But what I'm saying is it's coming into this training camp. It's not like they're going to say, oh, we're going to be a passing team. No, no, we're a running team. You know what I mean? The best player on our football team is in the backfield. You know what I mean? And you just you just franchise him and pay the quarterback after 12 games. You know what I mean? After 12 games, you know, throwing the ball. And, yeah, Tannehill has some good games, man. And I want everybody in the National Football League to get their money and get paid. But, you know, when you just look at it like that, Derrick Henry is more valuable to this team. Yep, and he should have got and he should have got his money, and Ryan Tannehill should have got the franchise tag to prove it to me one more year that you could do this consistent. Because we've seen you in Miami, and we've seen you up and down in Miami. So coming into this next season, we don't know what quarterback we're gonna get out of you. You know what I mean? We don't know if we're gonna get the one that came in his first five starts, or we don't know if we're gonna get the one in Miami. You know, so you know. But at the end of the day, congratulations, Ryan Tannehill. But yes, I agree. They should have paid paid Derrick Henry his money, especially after he finished that season. Okay, so I'm breaking into my own podcast. We have some Raiders breaking news. Now, it's actually funny because when I got off the phone with James, there was some huge news in the NFL that made me laugh. I'll get to that in just a second. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to talk to you guys about that. But anyways, we have some Raiders breaking news. The Raiders have signed an inside linebacker. It is Bears free agent Nick Kukowski. Now, Nick actually broke the news himself. Well, he at least dropped a hint because he tweeted a photo of the new Las Vegas stadium. So he knew something was up. And then multiple reports confirm that he is, in fact, the Raiders' first free agent signing of 2020. Reportedly, he signed a three-year, $21 million contract with $13.5 million guaranteed. Well, he hasn't officially signed yet because, you know, you can't do that until March 18th, Wednesday, but it's unofficial, I guess you would say. So, again, he's coming from the Bears. The Bears had just signed Danny Trevathan to a three-year deal, so the Bears let him walk. He's only 26 years old. He's a fourth-round draft pick from 2016. Now, he hasn't played a lot, but he did make the most of his opportunities when injuries hit the Chicago Bears last year. Um, So here's some good stats for you. On 39 pass rushing snaps, he had 13 quarterback pressures and three sacks. So not bad at all. Um, He's really, really good at stopping the run. He's decent in coverage. I like the signing, but obviously he's not the answer answer inside. I'm still going after Corey Littleton if I'm the Raiders. I'm sure the Raiders are still going after Corey Littleton. Kukowski, though, will bring some much-needed help on the inside, and hopefully I'm saying that he's bringing some good depth if we could, you know, land Littleton and he's not the actual starter. So he will provide some much-needed depth at middle linebacker. Kudos, Raiders. Good job. Just getting started, but let's get these uh, big names signed, okay? Big name free agents signed. Let's, Let's make it happen. Okay, so my podcast is a little out of order now, but it's because I was just about to post the podcast when the Kwiatkowski news came down. Um, And so now I'm just going to move up this other news because after I wrapped up with James, some huge news in the NFL broke. Take a listen. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay, Raider Nation, this sort of affects y'all. Just listen to me here. 
if you're an NFL fan, you would like this. Of course, this is happening as I wrap up my podcast. But, oh, my God, I wish James was still on to get his reaction. Okay. According to Adam Schefter. (laughs) Hold on. The Cardinals have traded running back David Johnson to the Texans. So I'm thinking, oh, man, they're loaded. You got David Johnson. You got DeAndre Hopkins. You got Deshaun Watson, etc. And if David Johnson can get back to form, then they're going to be dangerous. But then I get another alert. The Cardinals have acquired DeAndre Hopkins from the Texans. Holy freaking cowballs. The reason why I mentioned this, Raider Nation, is because remember how I kept saying at 8, the Cardinals possibly could take C.D. Lamb, could draft C.D. Lamb. I definitely don't think they're going to do that now. They have freaking DeAndre Hopkins, hashtag all hands team. Oh, my God. So that means that C.D. Lamb may just still be available at number 12. So I'm excited about that. But holy crap, what in the world was Bill O'Brien and the Texans thinking? I'm I'm like shocked right now. <laughs> so according to Schefter, okay, here's the framework of the trade, and it's still being finalized. Cardinals get DeAndre Hopkins and a late-round pick. Texans get David Johnson and a second-round pick. That is it? Oh, heck nah. Yo, the Texans got robbed. There's other picks involved, he tweets, but Hopkins wanted a new deal that Arizona can provide. I am over here with my mouth wide open. Holy freaking cow. Raiders, don't mess this up, man. If CeeDee Lamb is there, get him. Please. All right, well, I guess this is a perfect time to take a quick break to digest all this information. And when we come back, you will hear the rest of my conversation with James Jones. Stay where you are. Wire listeners, with currently no NBA, NHL, or college basketball, you may think there's nothing to bet on. Well, guess what? You're wrong. There is. Bet Online still has hundreds of places to wager, from their online casino to poker and blackjack, and they're all open 24 hours a day and all online. I know you're bored at home, guys, so power up your laptop and go to betonline.ag. Sports aren't totally done, guys. There's still mixed martial arts, and esports, as you know, is on the rise. Oh, and if you're into entertainment, you can still bet on American Idol, the elections, the spelling bee, and even Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Hopefully that is not going to be canceled. But be sure to use the promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your new ticket to online action. All right, we are back. So over the weekend, the players voted to approve a new collective bargaining agreement that will be good for the next 10 years. Wow, yes, through the 2030 season. Now, the NFL players were dang near split with this vote. 1,019 players voted to approve the proposed CBA, while 959 voted against it. So only a 60-vote difference. It was that, that close. Um, And I knew it was going to be close because the majority of players that I spoke with were against the proposed CBA. So when I saw that it was approved, 
I was like, this had to be a close vote. The disappointing thing is nearly 500 players did not vote. Very, very disappointing. Anyways, I don't have time right now because James has to go to highlight some of those changes. But I will say, you know, guys like running back Josh Jacobs, he tweeted that he was disappointed. Guys like Eric Reed have been very vocal about this whole process. And he clearly tweeted his disappointment as well. So as a former player, you know, what's your reaction to the vote and just the new CBA altogether? Well, I think I think a lot of these guys are disappointed because this this deal really was a slap in the face to the older players. And what I mean by older players, I mean the retired players. All the the benefits and the money that the older players players were getting, they cut that in half. So, you know, it's a lot of players that left out of this game. And I talked to a couple of them personally. I don't want to say their names, but I talked to a couple of them personally that have blown their knees out plenty of times that, you know, barely could get up and walk and all that type stuff. And they said that, you know, they were getting $11,000 a month. The NFL took them all the way down to 4000 a month with this new NFL agreement, you know. And it's really just a slap in the face to the retired players that, you know, have played – 10 11 12 plus seasons in this league and came out of this thing with serious injuries and all that and you know this new deal basically cut all their stuff in half you know what i'm saying and eric reed stated that the new cba reduces disability benefits and there's no opt-out clause for the entire 10 years that the cba is in place so there's no wiggle room to change anything exactly. if circumstances change etc Exactly. So at the end of the day, it's I mean, it's it's one or two good things in there for the players. But I mean, if you really come out of this thing, you know, for 10 years, the owners really got what they want. And the people who went in there and fought really could care less about the retired players. Thank God I'm retired, but I got me a good job and all that type stuff, making some good money. And I came out, you know, pretty healthy. But I just feel bad for those guys, man. You got to understand, man, that these guys have been getting eleven thousand a month on their eleven thousand dollars a month on their disability, you know, taking care of their families and things like that. And now you take that away and put it all the way down to four thousand dollars a month. That's seven thousand dollars left a month, Fallon. That is that is a lot of money to and not they didn't only, even like prepare for. They assumed that this was coming exactly. in. Exactly. Explain the disability money. Because pension disability, two different things. I, f- I forget the word that I'm looking for, but after you're done playing, you can file kind of like for disability. You yeah. know what I mean? So because you of the go in there, yeah, the doctor, the NFL assigns a doctor to you. It's not even it's not your doctor. They say it's not their doctor. It's just a random doctor. So like when I retired, I went and filed for it. And, you know, they sent me to Colorado, (laughs) flew me to Colorado and met with this doctor saying that this doctor was just, you know, not the NFL's doctor, just a regular doctor. So I went. Obviously, they say I didn't pass. So they give me give me no money (laughs) (laughs) because you were too healthy. (laughs) Yeah, they say I was healthy. But um you know, just those players that I know that, you know, like I said, man, you've blown your knees out a bunch of times, you know, and you just come out of there banged up with a bunch of injuries, man. It's hard for you to get out of the bed and walk and all that type stuff. And, you know, you was living off this money. You know what I'm saying? You know, 11000 a month. And now all of a sudden with this new agreement, it took you all the way down to 4000 you know, and, and, and that's tough. And that just lets you know, man, that, 
You know, they went in there and they, they could care less about the people that came before us, man. And that was one of our biggest things when we were going through the CBA when I was there. You know what I mean? Like, hey, pay it forward. You know what I'm saying? Like, remember, remember that these dudes came before us. You know what I mean? And they put their body on the line, too. Let's make sure they good, too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And obviously they didn't do that, man. And I just feel bad for those guys who now is probably looking around like, shoot, what am I going to do? I can't get up and work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it just it just sucks, man. Well, you know, the guys who voted yes are mostly the young guys because the, exactly. the guys who are not making, you know, a lot of money or not as much money as the other guys and they can't not afford to get paid yeah. obviously a lot of the super superstars voted against it but they had the luxury of holding out james so it's kind of like tough because you put these players in a really tough position yeah it, no no trust me don't don't get me wrong man i know these young guys who've been in the national football league for one two to three years you hear this money oh shoot my money's gonna go up from four hundred thousand to seven hundred thousand in one year oh i'm looking out for myself forget these other guys i'm voting yes you know what i'm saying but at the end of the day too you always got to think about long term man Mm -hmm. you got to think about long term eventually you are going to be a retired player yeah you know what i'm saying and eventually you are going to want to benefit from all these great benefits that we had you know what i'm saying like you would love to come out and file for disability or something and get eleven thousand a month instead of four thousand you know what i'm saying so you know I and just, some of these players are only going to play three years in the league you never know exactly you know what i'm saying, you know what I'm saying? and they ain't even gonna have these benefits you exactly. know so you know it's it's tough, man. But I just feel for those players who were who were taking care of their families on that, and now it's just just cut because of people really not caring about them. And it's a four hundred and something page document, so I'm sure most of these players didn't even actually read it, um, and they just voted, which is one hundred percent. They just voted really because upsetting. they don't want the NFL to be on a holdout, and they want to be able to play some football, and make some money. All right, well, I'm going to let you go. I'm going to finish up this podcast without you because you got stuff to do. So I'll holler at you. Thanks for uh, taking right. the time. You know, you're so busy and stuff throughout this coronavirus social distancing know, thing. So. You know, not a problem. Anytime I can help you. All right, I'll talk to you <laughs> uh, <then>. Goodbye. Uh, <laughs> well, now that James has signed off, um, I did want to kind of go through the CBA and highlight some of the, I guess, changes that are being made. So, number one, an expanded playoff. So, 14 teams rather than 12. So, one additional wild card in each conference. Um, I actually don't mind that at all. Then there's a 17-game regular season. So, an additional game that can be possibly added on. Now, this can't take effect until 2021 at the earliest. So, this year, there's still going to be 16 games. But in 2021, they can decide if they want to expand to 17 or not. A lot of it is going to do with TV deals, and I'm sure you know a lot of the networks are going to say, heck yeah, because guess what that means? More money. Another thing is increased minimum salaries. I think that's a huge win for players. I don't think any player was complaining about that. Revenue sharing. Um, this was also a win, sort of. <laughs> it's still not equal, but the players get a bump from 47% to 48% in revenue. Um, It goes up to 48.5% when the 17-game season starts. Two additional active roster spots um, will be given to each team. So instead of a 53-man roster, you'll have a 55-man roster, which is awesome. Two more players get to make the team. 
There will be a decrease in padded practices at training camp, so from 28 to 16, so that's another win for players. Uh, Players will not be suspended for marijuana use. Also a huge win for players, in my opinion. Now, if you're doing other sort of drugs and taking performance-enhancing drugs, you are definitely going to be suspended still. But marijuana, since it's legal in most states, you will not be suspended for marijuana use. So, you know, when I look at that, I say, okay... Doesn't seem, you know, real bad for players, but as I mentioned with James, the CBA is 456 pages long, okay? I haven't read all 456 pages. I don't even think I have access to that, but, you know, I haven't seen, you know, the small print. There's, it probably sounds good, a lot of the, you know, some of the disability benefits that the NFL owners were trying to highlight, you know, saying actually it does increase disability benefits. Yeah, well, there's also... fine print. Um, And so I haven't seen that verbatim, so I can't actually make a educated opinion on it. So I'm not going to. I just know that there are a lot of players who are disappointed, including a guy like Josh Jacobs, which, you know, again, he's a first round draft pick. So he's making money. He's not a Max Crosby that's in the fourth round or any of those, you know, seventh round guys or undrafted free agent guys who are making less. Um, So he can't afford to hold out you know, and have a strike if there was going to be one, but clearly there's not anymore. I still think it's kind of ridiculous that the vote was so, so, so close. There should be like a, it has to be 70% majority or something like that, you know, in my opinion. It shouldn't have been that close. I mean, just 60 players were the difference, and there's 500 who didn't vote, which shame on you. You know, you're part of this players' union. You need to exercise your right to vote, you know. Have a voice. So if any of those 500 players are complaining about this new CBA, you have no right to do it because you didn't vote. So I don't know. I'm kind of torn. There's um, positives and negatives for both sides. The one thing I said I did like was the expanded playoff field. (laughs) So when we talk about the Raiders, you know, um, how this affects them, in my opinion, you know, now you have a better chance. Well, every team has a better chance of making the playoffs. So the Raiders have a better chance of making the playoffs. I'm all for that. But here's the bad news. So if you want to say, okay, let's look back at the Raiders, you know, last 17 seasons or whatever. How many times would they have made the playoffs? Well, guys, the number would still be the same. Unfortunately, that's the bad news. So, so dating back to 2002, when the Raiders made it to the Super Bowl, we obviously don't count that year. Um, since then, we've only made the playoffs one time, and that was 2016, a year I would like to forget just because, you know, it's the what-if year when Derek Carr broke his leg, yada, yada, yada. Still not over it. But anyways, if these expanded playoffs were in place, the Raiders would have still missed the playoffs every year, aside from 2016, of course. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but that's kind of sad, right? <laughs> so... Point blank period, the Raiders just have to be better. And I think they will. I'm very, very excited. This is going to be a crazy, busy week. Oh, I cannot wait for free agency to officially open on Wednesday. I'm going to do my best when free agency opens, you know, and Raiders make moves to pump out some breaking news content, some short episodes to keep you guys informed and just give you my opinion. Hopefully we can get James in here as well. He's a busy, busy man, and his job is still going, clearly, because he works for the NFL Network. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to end on some positive news. 
Raider safety Jonathan Abrams surprised his mom with a brand new house. So kudos to him. If you guys haven't seen the video, make sure you go to his Twitter page. It was awesome. I just love, you know, seeing these stories. We saw it with Josh Jacobs surprising his dad with the home. Um, Then we mentioned, you know, on the previous episodes, how James understands how it feels because when he was able to do it for his mom, it was extra, extra special because James grew up homeless and they grew up homeless, you know, together. So to buy his mom a home of her own was really, really, really special. So I'm sure Jonathan, you know, feels the same way about his mom. And I just love to see those things happen, especially, you know, in a time like this right now when everybody's scared. Um, I love to see positive news stories like that. So thank you, Jonathan Abram, for brightening our days and bringing a smile to our face. And I'm so happy you get to do that for your mom. It's awesome. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode of Keeping It 300. Again, if there's Raiders breaking news, I'll make sure to do some bonus episodes throughout the week. Till next time, for James, I'm Fallon. We out. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.